What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter Carrie Rowan on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring Joy to Your Life. Carrie's powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the life you've been longing to live. Ever wish you could connect with your kids on a deeper level? Do you feel like your emotions get in the way of communicating at your best with the people you love? Well, Jennifer Martin, parenting expert and coach, is on a mission to help you change all that. Her personal and empathic approach comes with pragmatic and proven guidelines to foster empowerment and understanding in building communication skills that last a lifetime. For more info, visit her website today at www.jennifermartinmindset.com. That's Jennifer Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, mindset.com. And get her free gift, 10 Ways to Connect in Less Than 10 Minutes a Day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Look for the Good. I'm your host, Carrie Rowan, mindset strategist and coach, and I love sharing nuggets of wisdom about the stories we tell each other, but more importantly, the stories we tell ourselves. And join me and my special guests as we share our personal stories of strength and triumph every week on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. You can listen online on your mobile device, in your car, or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. And you can tune in every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. to get Get real stories and real tips on how to turn your story and your life around. And join us and evolve with us as we unite humankind with universal love. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition. I'm super excited to be here with Jennifer Martin. Hello, Jennifer, waiting in the wings. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. So welcome. Super excited to talk to you. You've got a great story. Um, and everybody knows I love stories. You love stories. Everybody loves stories, right? And so we're always talking about those stories. And I know we're onto something juicy when I have a client that says to me, oh, I really, I could never share that story, right? Those stories, those quiet little ones that play in our head over and over, like they're on this old tape that we don't even want to hear anymore, but somehow they keep playing in our heads. Those are the stories that I really love to dig into because those are the stories that tell us so much about ourselves, right? Our stories contain little morsels of our life, our lessons, our beliefs, positive and negative. So when we can get into those stories, we can really learn a lot about ourselves and know exactly the stories that we want to transform. So I love awakening people to the stories that they tell that they don't even realize they tell. And I can't wait to dive into Jennifer's story. It's really an awesome one. Let me tell you a little bit about her. I'm going to read you her bio because she's got a really cool background. She's the CEO and legacy owner of Pathways to Successful Living Seminars in Chicago. She's got over 25 years of experience as a certified facilitator, transformation coach, and self-improvement advocate. 
That's so cool. And as a dedicated personal development coach and parenting expert, her mission is to break the chains of generational trauma by fostering authentic bonds and creating a profound sense of closeness in families. Don't you just love that? Hello, Jennifer, again. So happy to have you here. And I just love the work that you do. It's really profound. Thank you. Yes, it definitely gives my life meaning. And I feel so incredibly blessed to have been able to do this for the majority of my life. That is wonderful. I have to say, I interview a lot of people and I don't know anybody who's been in the business really longer than you have um, with your family business. Tell us a little bit about that and how that was started and how you got involved. Sure. Um, So my parents uh, opened a personal development company way back in 1984, which was obviously quite a long time ago. Wow. (laughs) Um, I grew up, my first personal development course was at the age of 10, where I was sitting in a Tony Robbins style class learning about how my life will have impact on other people as I grow older and make life choices. Uh, Began facilitating um, in my early 20s and coaching people from the time I was 17. So it's really been an exciting journey to work with people year over year and see just how the human element is the same today, back then, you know, the issues that we all deal with are the same. We are all just people dealing with our emotions and trying to understand how our emotions impact not only our lives, but all the people around us. And that's, I think, where I decided to work with parents and breaking generational trauma. I know that my mom's focus in particular has been to raise us in a way that was different than her, to give us a better life than she had. And it's my mission to do the same with my children and be able to support people in doing the same in their own families. I love that. So powerful. And I know we talked about this when we first met and we talked about the fact that I've been studying self-help since I was really young, like you too. I don't know why I just took to it. And um, my parents were in Amway way back when. And so they, it was super motivational, right? And I would take all the little tapes, Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins eventually, And I would listen to him. I was just so inspired by that stuff. Um, And I remember grabbing my parents' uh, Wayne Dyer book, Your Erroneous Zones, (laughs) when I was like 11 or 12. So I I totally appreciate that. And I feel like when you grow up with that, you you can't help but to grow up differently um, because your mind is just focused on different things. And if you didn't know about all that stuff and growing up in a family that was focused on self-development is so, so powerful. And that's why you are an awesome coach. You're awesome at what you do, helping families. And I love your mission. Thank you. So thank you for doing that. Um, So tell us, you know, I love that we both have that background. I love also what you said about how this work is so timeless, right? It stays fresh through the ages. Why? Because we as humans, we need constant reminders. And I'm sure you can appreciate this. Even after doing this work so long as myself as well, if you were to look at the other side of my desk that I'm not showing you on video, you would see a lot of sticky notes and reminders to myself and even on my wall, questions to ask myself. Let's talk about that. Why do humans constantly need those reminders? Well, I do think that it's because we evolve and change over time. And I believe that personal development and self-improvement is sort of like working out your body where, you know, you can go 
week over week over week, and you can be toned and fit in so many different ways. But if you're not changing up your routine and you're not looking at sort of where those deficiencies are in your exercise routine, you're not going to have well-rounded um, physical uh uh, well-rounded physical growth. And sure. so I believe it's the same thing with emotional growth that throughout life, we change, we grow, we adapt, we face different issues in our lives that will require us to dig deeper into places maybe we haven't had to dig before. And so, you know, the ways that we're raised and the messages that we tell ourselves are so important that Really, many of those things are are from childhood and they're deeply driven. And we need to remind ourselves, maybe we're not that person anymore. Maybe we're better than that message that we grew up hearing. Maybe we need to take a different approach because the way that we were doing things before isn't working for us anymore at this new stage in our life. So I really believe that reminding ourselves to dig deep, to challenge those self-beliefs that we have is critical in terms of having a happier life and and mm. being able to support the people around us as well in having a better life. If we're not digging deep and looking at ourselves, how do we really show up in relationships to be able to bring out the best in other people as well? Mm, I love that. That's really powerful. You know, and you reminded me, you know, when you said a lot of these stories, right? Like my whole book is about the stories. A lot of these stories and limiting beliefs, they get implanted in our brains before before we're even seven years old, because that's just the way our minds are designed, right? We're in that alpha stage. We're like big sponges. We're soaking all this stuff in. Whether it's true or not, we don't question it because that's not where our minds are at that stage, right? We do that later on as we start to develop our rational mind. And understanding and knowing that I feel like is really a breakthrough in and of itself for people. And to be like, oh, wait a second, you know, and not blaming yourself because we all do that. We're all programmed that same way. Like, wait, you know, that's just my brain doing its job. It just saved up all those things to try to save me, but I don't need saving in that department. I created that belief when I was seven. I can huck that out. I can let that go. Right. Yes, absolutely. And letting go sometimes has to be a very conscious decision. You know, mm. sometimes letting go is easy. You're just you're moving through your life and, oh, this doesn't serve me anymore. I'm going to make a new adaptation to that. But oftentimes, I think really important pieces of our lives that we need to let go of, it has to be conscious. We have to be aware that something isn't serving us. We have to be aware that we're moving into a new place in our lives where letting go is going to be critical to finding happiness or peace of mind or even challenging ourselves to dare, dare greater and achieve new and exciting horizons. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I feel like letting go is one of those things that people think that they have a hard time with, right? I mean, we could burst out into that Disney song right now, but we're not <laughs> going to. <laughs> but it's all about that, isn't it? It's about being able to, And but first you said backing up and becoming aware that we even need to let go. Because a lot of times what I find until I start talking to clients about, you know, that story that you're telling yourself, which is really just that disempowering belief, and starting to become aware of that and noticing that, oh, wow, I am doing that. Jeez, I no longer want to do that. Then I feel like letting go just becomes a natural byproduct of, like you're saying, becoming aware of the fact that you even do that and the fact that you're not seven anymore. And you're still making decisions based on things that you put in your head or somebody else told you. Maybe it was a good intended person. Maybe it was not, but they told you something and it just stuck like glue in there, right? Yes, absolutely. 
And so being right, that awareness though, I feel like is the first crucial step. You know, the first thing I tell clients to do is get a notebook, get a story catcher notebook and start writing down those little things that you say to yourself because you don't even realize you're doing it and opening up that awareness. Ooh, I am saying that to myself or, Ooh, I have that yucky belief about myself that isn't even true. Then it's like a natural progression along the way. Definitely. And in that storybook that you're talking about, you can even define where that message came from so that you can even better let go of it to say, okay, well, this was a message that I heard from my parents. How do I challenge that message? How do I prove to myself that I am not what they said or, you know, what my peers when I was younger said about me or even some of the ways that we tell ourselves that we're not good enough or, uh, any of that as we're growing up, being able to let that go. But understanding that's a self-identified belief I need to let go. Where did it come from Mm. is an important place to be able to say, how do I let it go? Absolutely. Because a lot of that, like what you're saying, peers or, you know, students or somebody who bullied us or something that hurts that we hang on to, right? Because the brain wants to remind us, ooh, that hurt. Let's never do that again. You know, so it's always that subconscious mind is always keeping track of all that stuff. And until we stop and kind of sort through it and pick it up and say, oh, this is, that's not even true. You know, a teacher told me I was bad at math. Actually, that's not even true, right? Or that I was a bad reader, whatever it was, it just stuck. Um, But that's the coolest thing about the work that you do is that you help people get unstuck. You help people identify that and then let that go. And how do you help people replace that with something more positive? Well, in our courses and in the work that I do, we really try to replace those messages with new messages. Like you're talking about that sticky note of affirmation, or like I mentioned, being able to write specific things down in journaling prompts, visualizing, you know, on sort of the screen of your mind in a meditation, who do you want to become? How do you replace that vision of who you are telling yourself you've think you are to Mm -hmm. be the person that you really want to be. And so those are some of the ways that we, and that I am able to help people to begin to let go. Um, Really doing some journaling prompts, like I mentioned, to dig deep on where do those messages come from? Mm -hmm. Where did I hear them from? What benefit do I get by believing that? So do I get to stay in my comfort zone by saying that I'm not worthy of something or Mm -hmm. that I'm not good at math as you're mentioned earlier, do I stay safe in my life so that I don't have to challenge myself so I don't have to feel rejection so that I don't have to face failure. Um, So a lot of those things are really just sort of radical self reflection and honesty with ourselves as to where are we holding ourselves back? Where are we buying into that belief Mm. that really needs to be let go? Yeah, that's so powerful. I love that radical self-reflection. That's super positive. Um, Excuse me, because that's where it all starts. And right. And when we can get in there and have radical self-reflection for ourselves, we serve as a mirror for other people, right? And our children, and we're talking about parenting. Um, You know, when we can get in touch with our own stuff, clean that up, we can show up in all the relationships so much stronger, so much clearer, so much more true to who we really are. Absolutely. If we're not willing to look at the ways that we are needing to improve ourselves, how do we teach our children that it's okay to look at ourselves and to improve ourselves, that nobody is perfect, that, 
you know, sure, we're born as perfect little beings. Our parents all think we're perfect little beings, but there are so many messages um, and and expectations that come along the way that I think get in the way. And as we get older, it impacts our self-esteem. It impacts the messages that we tell ourselves. It impacts the way we show up in our own lives and in our communities. And I think that by being able to have that radical self-reflection and be able to be honest about that with our children and our spouses and Mm -hmm. our families, even sometimes our peers where it's allowable and appropriate, that really we're modeling a sense of leadership or personal and emotional leadership that I think is really needed right now. I love that personal and emotional leadership so needed right now. And I think in this day and age, um, People are afraid of their, um, people are always afraid of the emotions, just try to push them down, push them down. We try to numb out so much with social media, with all these other things, because we're so externally focused right now. You know, we're always looking for something outside of ourselves to make us feel better when truly, as you and I know, and our <laughs> listeners, the only place to find that is an inside job, right? Happiness, joy, all that. It's an inside job. And until you can take that focus and turn it inward, you're just chasing after something elusive that you're never going to find. And, you know, I tell my kids all the time, like, you know, I, I wish I knew some of the stuff that I know now when I was younger, right? I'm sure you think the same thing. Absolutely. Because even though I grew up in personal development and self-improvement, you know, there's still a normalcy of childhood that comes along with that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping that because my kids are being raised from birth that, you know, my mom and my stepfather opened this company when I was younger mm-hmm. because my mom had been through a horrible divorce. She had really had a very difficult childhood. So my early childhood she was still learning how to self-improve. She was still learning her own radical self-honesty and trying to understand who she was and the Mm -hmm. messages that she was uh, providing us as her children. And so those, those things really came to fruition as I was becoming a teenager and a young adult. And so for me to be able to kind of start at the beginning, I'm really hoping that I'm giving my children more tools from the get-go, a sense of happiness from the get-go that, um, you know, I wasn't really privy to, but that I've been able to find along the way, luckily, because of the work that I've been able to do on myself. Mm -hmm. And then truthfully, I'm selfishly in this business because I'm sure as you know, when you work with other people and you are able to support them and a light bulb going off, sometimes it's just a reminder of my own light bulb. Like I've been there and I know you can make it further because I've made it further. Sometimes those light bulbs come because they're dealing with something that it's like, ooh, that really struck in a way that maybe I need to go do a little bit of work around that. (laughs) And so, you know, I just feel so blessed and lucky to have been on this journey for so long and that it's really defined who I am right now at this stage of my life as well. That's really, really beautiful. I I love everything you said in there and there's so much goodness. And it's so true, right? We teach that, that old saying, I don't even remember who said it, but we teach that which we need to learn because there's so much to learn and you're always learning. And as you said, we're always evolving and changing. And obviously our kids are evolving and changing and they pick up different stuff at different times and they're also different, right? So we have to learn Mm -hmm. how to lead them differently based on who they are, right? Just like with our clients, we learn how to lead them each differently because they're also individual and understanding that. But really, again, like what you just said was so beautiful about the light bulb moment because we really are just a reflection of each other. 
you know, and we can, when we can show it for them, we take them to a different level. When they have an aha moment, it takes us to a different level because it's reciprocal, this relationship, whether it's with a client or with a child. I feel like my kids are here to teach me so much. And I'm sure you'd agree that too. Oh, absolutely. And in terms of letting go, I mean, I, I know for me, when my children were born, you know, they come into this world and you have these sort of un, unspoken expectations, probably even in a little bit of a way, unknown expectations. Like, do I want them to play a certain sport? Do I want them to play an instrument? Do I think their temperament should be a certain way? And so, you know, in terms of letting go, having to start that, I really believe that that letting go starts almost in infancy. You know, first mm. you're kind of, as a woman, you let them go from your body. And then, you know, you're letting them go in terms of you are hands-on feeding them, bathing them, you know, uh, changing their diapers and making sure that every last need is fulfilled. And then it's really a skill to begin to let go as we go along in their childhood and through their early youth and then all the way through my most recent letting my son go to college, but really letting go of those expectations of who you think they're supposed to be or mm. um, how you think they're supposed to behave. And really creating a muscle around that and saying, mm. okay, I have to understand that this is my belief of who they're supposed to be and allowing them a little bit of self autonomy to grow into who they really are supposed to be, which I have absolutely no control over. <laughs> and at so times true. I have to let go of those expectations as most parents do. That is so powerful. And we're going to break right now, everybody. I know you're hanging on Jennifer's every word. So don't go anywhere. Come right back. We'll be right back after a message from our sponsor. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high-energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which 
which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Look for the Good. This is such a good episode. I know you're hanging on Jennifer's every word. We were talking about parenting and how um, we need to let go and start to let go. And how do we do that? And it's funny, I was just saying in our break that I had a really wise friend who was further ahead in the parenting um, scheme of things than I was. And she said to me, parenting, Carrie, is just a series of of letting go. And it really is. I feel like you move through the stages, you know, when they're little, it's hard to let go because we've been doing everything, right? Let's talk about how parenting is just a series of letting go in different stages in their lives. Yes. So I agree. It's it's from infancy when you're, as I mentioned, you're changing them and you're doing everything for them, even carrying them everywhere they need to go to beginning to let go when they begin to walk and having to deal with your anxiety of their injury and and are they going to hurt themselves? And then you move further into, you know, their earlier youth and letting them dropping them off at kindergarten. I mean, I don't know, or preschool. I don't know, but that was a huge letting go point for me, especially with Mm -hmm. my oldest where, you know, life is going to be so different or daycare, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is for you to let go at that first point. Um, But the funny thing is, is during those ages, you're, you're giving them boundaries, you're giving them expectations, and you're sort of raising them to the, what I like to refer to as the adults that you want them to be. You're sort of instilling them with your family values. And what do you believe in as, as family members? And how do you expect them to behave when they're at school and with coaches and other people and moderating that behavior, bumping back some positive feedback and also some constructive feedback for them when they're little at that age. But as they continue to grow and get into their tweens and teens, it's really a point of letting go when you want them to begin to create their true autonomy and who they are choosing their activities. So, Mm. you know, when my daughter was young, I really wanted her in dance. And, you know, my son really wanted to be he wanted to play soccer. I was great with that as long as he was athletic. But as they began to get into their tweens, choosing their activities. No, mom, I don't want to go to dance. I want to go to theater. And me saying, well, there's a lot of rejection in theater. A lot of my stuff came up at that point in time that I had to say, this is something that's important to her. I'm going to let it go. Mm. Same with my son saying, you know, he wanted to switch sports. And, you know, are you sure you want to do that? And really bumping back to them. Who are they? Who do they want to be? You know, um, driving was another big letting go piece. I mean, I I don't know about you, but, you know, the first time my son drove out of our driveway by himself was... Difficult. That uh-huh. was a hard day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I totally hear you. I mean, I remember the kindergarten bus showing up and I was like, 
you know, for everything for the firstborn, right? Because it's like the first, everything, the first, you know, we got to get through all that. The second one, you're a little more acclimated to it, right? Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. Again, these, it's just a series of letting go, but the stakes get higher, right? As they get older, the stakes get higher. And somebody said to me, oh, it's so hard when the kids are so little and you got to do everything. And I'm always like, enjoy that because- with bigger kids come bigger problems, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. In the thick of it right now in middle school, you know, mm -hmm. those changing relationships uh, and mm -hmm. those difficult dynamics as other kids are trying to find themselves. And, you know, for you, I'm sure you experience this too, being self-aware at a young age. My kids are very self-aware. So they're walking around going, why are these people doing these things? Why are they mean to one another? Why are they gossiping or um, excluding or, you know, the list could go on and on, um, bullying, et cetera. And so for them, there's a sense of being different and having mm -hmm. to let go of some of these sort of societal norms that their peers are going through. And, you know, so that that can be a little bit of a rough road, but I do believe that how my children show up in their friendships, in their relationships, sort of as a mentor, trainer, teacher, which is a hard place to be at that age, mm -hmm. I think also brings them a sense of self and um, confidence mm. in who they are and knowing that they're okay. They can come home. They can talk to us about anything. They can share their best and their worst parts of their days with us, which actually we do as a dinner thing. Um, and just to know that, you know, they're able to let go. So if somebody hurts them, they're not kids who hold on to stuff. They're kids who can say, you know, this person hurt my feelings. They maybe are having a bad day. So they're able to mm. kind of flip it on its head to say, what's going on for that person that they might do that? Are they self-conscious right now about who they are? Are they suffering with a little bit of low self-esteem because maybe a different friend dumped them? And so, you know, it's interesting to see how my being able to teach the whole thing of letting go and help adults adapt in these environments to be able to sort of soft teach that to my children as well. I love that. It's really, it's so, it's a skill that you don't realize will help you on so many levels, even when you are the kid, we're the parent letting go. They're the kid having to learn how to let go as they go through life because holding on to stuff is where all those yucky emotions come from, right? The resentment, the anger, the hurt, and being able to express that is so refreshing because I feel like even, I mean, let's be honest here, a lot of adults we know don't know how to express or even know what they're feeling and can identify it. It's the class that we all needed but didn't get. Yes, absolutely. Well, we teach it. So, you know, if you need the class, the call Jennifer. Can, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it's funny because it's truly like, as I was preparing for this call, I was thinking to myself, really, people who are unable to let go, I feel sad because it's almost like emotional baggage, like hoarders, right? Like, Ooh. so that just sort of builds up inside of you, almost like a hoarder, and it weighs you down terribly. It makes you terribly unhappy in a fixed mindset of not being able to say, I need to let this go, or I need to forgive, or I need mm. to pivot. Um, you know, it really just brings people down in a way that, yeah. um, you know, really creates resentments and unhappiness. Yeah. All those emotions. And it's interesting. I love to call it the emotional backpack, right? Cause I can picture the kids with the backpack, 
you know, and it gets, it just fills and fills and fills. If you don't do something to let that go, that thing's going to explode. It's going to break. It's going to just go all over everybody. It's not going to be pretty. So when you can teach people how to unload that emotional backpack, which I'm always saying to my kids too, then you don't get that explosion. You know, you don't, I talk about it in my book as well as the, um, let go of the bag of bricks. It's one of my husband's sayings. Yes, drop, I love drop that. the bag of bricks. And it's so visual. You can picture like somebody with like a Santa bag over their shoulder with all these bricks and we're dragging around with us. Why do we do that? Right. So when you can bring that again, the self-awareness that somebody's even doing that and then giving them ways to let that go, giving them tools and skills that they need um, to let those things go. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, What is one of your favorite skills or tips that you could give for letting something go? If somebody's, you know, rolling around in somebody's mind and they just can't, they can't forgive them or they keep thinking about what somebody said and they just can't let that go. Well, I'm a big fan of writing. And if you're not a writer, then doing an audio file and talking it through Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, this is how you hurt me. This is the impact that it's had on my life. This is where I'm stuck and wanting to forgive you or let go. Um, And then sort of turning it on its head a little bit and deep diving into what would happen if I did let it go? Mm. How would that impact me physically? How would that feel emotionally? How would it feel mentally if I were able to forgive or forget or, you know, just say goodbye? Sometimes it's terminating relationships that are really not healthy for you. Mm. Now, I don't recommend you know, dumping all that on the person that you're trying to forgive or an, or a situation that you're trying to change. But really, I, I'm a big writer. I love to write it out. Mm-hmm. I love to deep dive into what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling and really getting a visceral feeling for the situation that I'm going through or that has impacted me in the past that I can't just let go. And then oftentimes I suggest, you know, kind of sitting with it, rereading it, adding to it. Cause you know, I don't know about you, but when I sit down with it the first time, it's sort of like a dump mm-hmm. and then I ruminate a little bit. And so I'm like, Oh, I got a couple notes. I got a couple last thoughts about that. You know, Oh, yeah. this came up in a memory and Oh, I got to write that one down. But then after I really feel like I'm complete with that externalization of the situation, I'll either, you know, suggest or myself will tear up the paper I will. um, And that's why I prefer the writing piece of it, because there's actually a physical part of getting it out of you versus just an audio. But I know that not a lot of people like to write things down, Um, burning a piece of paper Mm -hmm. safely in a fireplace or a fire pit, um, just really getting rid of that evidence. And in doing so, Mm -hmm. telling yourself, I'm willing to let this go. I'm ready to let this go. I want to let this go Mm -hmm. because now I've identified how much better my life will be by letting it go. So, and then even if you need reminders, like sticky notes, I have just like you, which is funny. (laughs) I have my affirmations on sticky notes. I have reminders. I have goals. I have some on my bathroom mirror. I have some in my office. I have one in my car, you know, (laughs) just to continuously give me those messages. And sometimes when I'm done with them, I rip them off. I move on to the next thing. Some of them have been there for a very long time, just Mm -hmm. as a reminder of like who I am at the core and who Mm -hmm. I want to become, you know, at the end of my life, you know, I want to make sure that I've actualized some things. Yeah. Powerful. And I, it is so symbolic to take that first of all, with the kinesthetic piece of writing pen to paper, right? That is 
the one way you can slow your mind down because it takes us longer to write it. So the mind has to slow down if you're really stuck in that, you know, circle of negative thoughts, that hamster wheel. So I love that slowing it down and then symbolically representing the letting go by setting it on fire. I've done that many times. That <laughs> is so powerful. It just feels so good because it's like an, en it's an ending, right? You, you're putting yeah. an explanation point or a period on the end of it. And now I'm done with it. Super symbolic. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. These are all really powerful things. I'm a huge journaler. I have reams and reams of journals in my basement. And that is where I got my first full length album is from processing and going through some grief that I was feeling with some tragedies that happened in my family. And so that's how I got through it was journaling. And then out of it came some poems and then out of it came something before I know it, I had a 13 song album. That's amazing. So it's the power. It's the power of the writing and the kinesthetic piece. You're literally getting it out of your brain and onto a piece of paper. It's Definitely. Powerful. Yeah. And truthfully, if you do, if you do the work and you really are growing and you really do start to create some solid relationships that have a lot of honesty in them, the beautiful part is that you can go have conversations before things get as bad mm -hmm. as needing to write them out and burn them and all of that. And even in having simple conversations, you can begin to let go. So, you know, in regards to children being able to say, hey, I set this expectation when you were younger. Really, you know, I'm struggling to see that you're meeting that right now. Tell me your side. Let me hear what's going on for mm -hmm. you so that mm -hmm. I can understand you a little bit better. And let's come to a new agreement about what we would like to see happen moving forward. That's and even really that is a process of letting mm -hmm. go because it's not my expectation mm -hmm. all day long, all the way until they leave my house. You know, you will do what I say till you're 18. We don't really go by that rule. I mean, we have some fundamental rules, but sure. we don't really go by that rule. So right. it's getting curious. It's keeping that curious mindset, even with your own kids, because they came here with their own agenda. They mm -hmm. are their own manifestors. They are here for a reason that a lot of times we don't even know yet. And something deep inside of them knows they come with a wisdom that is our job to really help them figure out what that is, right? And when I impose my expectations, it usually always goes wrong. But when I can take that curiosity mindset like you're describing and be like, hmm, wonder why they did that. I wonder why they just bursted into my office when I was in the middle of something. Something, you know, instead of that knee-jerk reaction that we want to react with, um, having that space to really make that choice. I'm really interested to know what their perspective is on this, you know? Yes. Um, and as much as we we want to think that we do, we do have power. We do have influence over their thoughts. So when we come in with an expectation, they feel that whether we say it to them or not, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love that idea of what you're saying. Really trying to understand as they get older, what is their perspective? What Where are they coming from? So um all right, we're going to have to break real quick. Everybody, okay. don't go anywhere. I know you're loving this conversation as much as I am with Jennifer. Hold tight. We'll be right back. Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com.
Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success? Build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore Human Design for Business with Nancy. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Look for the Good. I'm here with Jennifer Martin. We're having this incredible conversation about letting go from a parenting perspective and just a life perspective to make your life better. It's one of the things you have to master. You've got to get that muscle, as Jennifer said, work that letting go muscle up. So tell me the story. We started talking a little bit about, we were talking about our kids and their perspective, and now you've got a son who just left for college. Let's talk about letting go on that one. Oh boy. So my son just left for college. He's my oldest. So this was a very big first for us. And, you know, in terms of letting go, there's also the final things that in terms of, you know, we're talking about firsts, like going off to kindergarten and, you know, doing firsts like that. Well, there's also lasts. And so, Mm. you know, there's the last senior pictures and there's the last, you know, he's in sports. So there's senior day and you know, getting him prepped for college. It's busy, 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 busy with applications and visits and decisions and all of those things, financial aid. And, you know, you're in the thick of it. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden there comes the day where you're literally driving to school and going, I'm going to drop this beautiful child (laughs) off at school and have zero oversight or, you know, control for back, mm-hmm. lack of better words on their safety, their well-being, you know, any of that. And so um, it was interesting. He was very ready to go. And they say that 
you know, as teens get older, you know, there's always this pushback so that there's this natural feeling of wanting to separate from your teen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they talk back and they're disobeying rules, perhaps, et cetera, et cetera. So you, as a parent, are getting emotionally prepared for that separation. My son didn't do a lot of that. So, you know, toward the end, he was a little bit grouchy, but we're very close. And so it, it was very hard for me to let go in that regard because there wasn't, you know, that uh, natural separation. Mm-hmm. And um, we get to college, we set up the room, we drop him off and we took two cars because there's a lot of stuff when yeah. you're going to college. <laughs> and so my son and I drove in the one car and my daughter and my husband drove in the other car. And then we flipped, you know, halfway through and the car was empty and it was going to be just myself driving home. Cause I said, I knew I was going to be very emotional mm-hmm. and I didn't want to have my daughter sort of exposed to mm-hmm. that. I wanted mm-hmm. her to drive home with my husband. Who's very even keeled. He emotes in his private, you know, way in a <laughs> yeah. totally different way than I do. And I am a crier. I mean, it is part of just living with your heart open and all of that. And so it turned out my daughter wanted to drive with me. So <laughs> I, you know, I, I drove home with her and we talked a lot about Jeffrey and what he was going to experience. But, you know, there's that physical separation of now there's three and a half hours between us. Mm-hmm. Um, and me not being able to see, is he a happy? Is he surviving well? Is he eating well? Is he eating at all? Is mm-hmm. he going to classes? Those are all things that you just naturally have to learn to let go of. And for me, there's a level of trust. So letting go is fundamentally about trust, trusting myself, trusting the other person, trusting the process. And so being able to trust, I raised him, I know him, I saw him, he's going to class, he's going to eat, he's going to, you know, put himself out there to be in clubs and make friends, because that's how he's been all along. Mm-hmm. And so I had to trust that. So there's this emotional process of letting go and saying, I fundamentally trust who this human being is and where he's going, you know, and then there's a spiritual letting go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're a churchgoer, if you believe in God, if you believe in a higher power, there's a putting trust in your faith that what is meant to be is meant to be. If he doesn't succeed, he's going to be okay. If he gets injured, we will figure it out. Mm-hmm. If, you know, something bad were to happen, he's bullied or or whatever, you know, something bad happens at college, I am there for him. His dad is there for him. His sister is there for him. And so being able to trust in all of those things helps that letting go process so much more. I thought that I was going to be a basket case for weeks on end. And that's not to say I didn't have moments. Like, right. really, I mean, I when you walk by the bedroom and it's empty. I had to close the door. <laughs> I also made a conscious choice to sit in his seat at our kitchen table when uh-huh. we had dinner because mm-hmm. I couldn't stare at the empty yeah, seat. Totally. So I sat in his seat because my seat can be empty. I don't care about that. Right. So right. you adapt and you make mm-hmm. choices. And, you know, so my way of letting go was not holding on to the sadness by looking at his chair every day. I'm like, I, the very first night, I'm like, I'm just going to sit here mm-hmm. and I'm going to be able to let go a little bit easier that way. Yeah. And so I think for each of us, we find our own sort of secret ways to happiness that mm-hmm. work for us. I don't think it works for everybody, you know, the same exact yeah. way. But so those were some of the lessons in terms of dropping him off at, at college. Wow. 
That is so. And as you, before you even said, I wrote down trust in big letters because it is, it's trusting all that. And ultimately as parents, it's trusting that we did our jobs, that that good stuff got in there. You know, I mean, your kids are super self-aware. And so it's trusting that like, okay, they got it. You know, they don't always want to show you that they have it, but when times are hard or like, I hear one of my daughters on the phone with one of her friends who's struggling, the wise advice that comes out of her mouth, I'm like, you know, we start to doubt as parents because we're supposed to question everything, right? And I'm like, okay, she's got it. She got, oh, oh, she, okay, all the good stuff is getting in there. You know, it's that old Zen proverb, proverb about watering the bamboo. Just keep yeah. watering, even though it doesn't grow. Just keep watering the bamboo. And that's what we're doing. We're trusting in ourselves, which I think ultimately is the huge thing because then they know that we trust in them. They they feel it too. They can feel it on a deep level and we can send out those trusting vibes to them and the confidence that we have gives them more confidence, right? Yes. That's the cool. Yes. Thing. Yeah. I follow some very fun people on social media who definitely give tips about dropping your children off at college. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they recommended was not getting overly emotional when you're dropping your child off, because then they start to feel like they have to caretake you and worry yes. about you. Mm-hmm. And from the get go, I left a card and some Hershey kisses, like hugs and kisses. You're going to do amazing. Yep. And I have um, some, you know, cards lined up for the next several weeks. I've sent a few in the mail already to say, I believe in you. You're wonderful. You can do it. You Mm -hmm. know, and I believe that when we raise our children with the ability to come and talk to us about the really hard things, I can let go knowing that if something were to happen, I'm pretty sure he's going to come and talk to me or find someone else that is a trusted adult to go and talk to about whatever it is that's bothering him. And that is the stuff that allows you to sleep at night. Yeah. Right. That's the stuff you've built the foundations. You know, you have the layers in there. They have community. They have, they're going to find other people that they can trust. Um, And one of the things that I say to my youngest who's away at school right now, just dropped her off on last Friday um, is I trust you. I trust you. Because when she knows that I trust her, she starts to trust herself more. You know, it's that kind of NLP stuff that we're always doing as parenting. We're just always planting that in there. Absolutely. I trust you. I trust that you can get through. You can do hard things, you know, just when she thinks she can't. Because if we're holding that reflection of them up, they start to believe so much more on such a deeper level that, um, I don't know, I just think that's a really beautiful gift to give your kids. Absolutely. And it's funny because if you're not getting those messages when you're young, like we had talked about way earlier in mm-hmm. the call, those are the things that you have to go back and and tackle and, and yeah. challenge to say, yeah. I trust myself. I think oftentimes we as adults can go through life not trusting ourselves because our parents were like, why are you doing that? Mm. You shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And never follow it up with, an explanation of why or a sharing about how maybe they were hurt in the past by that behavior or um, making that kind of a choice. And so, you know, really being able to bring it full circle and say, you know, if you're not raising your kids from that young age, start now. I trust you. I believe in you. You can do it. Yeah. It hurts when we fall down, but you can get back up. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when my son would fall down at the park and he was my first and being like, are you okay? And then I read somewhere that it's like, no, you just kind of let it go. And if they start to really cry or whatever, you just cheer them up. Oh, you're good. You know, yep. you can do it. Get back up. And they, yeah. they realize, yeah, it really didn't hurt that badly. I am going to get back up and 
keep running. And so mm. I think as adults, that's a really important um, skill set to have as, Absolutely. as you go through life. And if you don't have yes. it, to be able to build it for yeah, yourself. It's super symbolic what you're saying, right? That get up, you know, you're teaching them, hey, it's a right from when they're in the high chair, you know, and they spill their cereal. You're teaching them it's okay to make a mistake. It's super symbolic because otherwise the reverse gets planted in there, like we talked about in that subconscious. Now you got to get it out. You got to erase it and put something else in there, which is way harder than to be proactive about it, you know? Um, yeah. But I also like the thought of it's never too late, which is what you were saying as well. It's never too late. You find a gap between what you thought you were putting in and what actually got in there. It's never too late to go in there and put some more good stuff in there, right? I love no, that. never. And it's never too late to find out from your kids. You can ask your adult children, hey, what were the messages that you heard growing up? And what do you need to hear from me now mm. so that we can have a closer, more meaningful relationship? I think people are too afraid to go back and have those deep conversations because they're mm -hmm. afraid of the rejection. They're also afraid of what they might hear yeah. in terms of having to do a little bit of radical self-reflection of, I wasn't a perfect parent, but guess what? That's okay. Cause I don't think any of us are, I think we all make mistakes. Yeah. We're all doing our best. And so there's always room for improvement. And yeah. I think the more that we can um, trust ourselves to have hard conversations and to go back and do some healing, the more um, close knit mm -hmm. and connected we're going to feel as families. Yeah, And really, you that. know, that's for the most part, everyone's goal, I would think, is to have a connected family. Obviously, people come from tremendous trauma and there's a lot of work to do in those regards, mm -hmm. but it's really never too late to make an improvement for yeah. your own self and for Amen. your family. That's beautiful. I love that. It's hope. It's, you know, I'm in a different stage now where my oldest just came back from college. This is the first September. She's not going off. And it's an adjustment for everybody <laughs> on the opposite side, right? So that's what you can look forward to in four years. And um, so it's always another stage. There's always another stage. And there's always a chance to get back in there, like you just said, and have the hard conversation um, and find out, hey, you know, how are you doing? Where are you at today? And never just making that assumption, like you said, putting our expectations on them. I love the work you do, Jennifer. This is so incredible. I love this conversation. I know everybody's listening. They want more. Where can they find out more about you and the work? What if they want to work with you? Where should they look you up? Um, they can look me up on my website, which is www.jennifermartinmindset.com. Or you can find me on Facebook. It's the Jen with two N's Martin. Um, and on Instagram, I am Jennifer Martin Mindset as well. So those are the three places you can find me. Feel free awesome. to DM. I awesome. leave my numbers on there. Check out my website. I have a freebie on there for you if you're interested. So I awesome. would love to hear from anyone who's looking for some extra support in this. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This has been so enlightening. And I know everybody has been hanging on your every word. So thank you again for coming on the show, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Wonderful. I'm so glad you could make it. We love talking to you. And remember, everybody, it is never too late to live your best story. Be well. Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best-selling author and mindset coach. 
Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on Demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details. Ever wish you could connect with your kids on a deeper level? Do you feel like your emotions get in the way of communicating at your best with the people you love? Well, Jennifer Martin, parenting expert and coach, is on a mission to help you change all that. Her personal and empathic approach comes with pragmatic and proven guidelines to foster empowerment and understanding in building communication skills that last a lifetime. For more info, visit her website today at www.jennifermartinmindset.com. That's Jennifer Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, mindset.com. And get her free gift, 10 Ways to Connect in Less Than 10 Minutes a Day. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe. Relax and enjoy. Let life flow.